0: C N Z, twenty seven minutes away from seven a.m. this morning. Who's the most interesting person you sat next to on a plane? Richie McCaw, top bloke. Got a selfie with him too, so people would actually believe me. <laughs> I swear, half of the country sat next to Richie McCaw on a plane, and it's always an absolute highlight uh, for many people and many people's lives. Who was it for you? That's a great nomination. You didn't leave your name there with that message. Still can't get over that. Buster Arms, JP Duminy. I knew you guys would have good ones. <laughs> I think I've got more. I think I've got more. Even Adelha has got a cool one. She's come through on the, on our WhatsApp group. She sat next to Coolio. Gangster's Paradise. What about that
1: one? Yeah, that man, cool. that's awesome. That is awesome. All right, I, 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 sort of, I remember, I remember Clinton Toopey have a Coolio haircut one day in the game. Remember that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, he, oh.
1: he came out. He came out. He would laugh about it, so he wouldn't mind me talking about it, but he came in. You how Coolio had those, oh, I yeah, forgot though. the name of the, what they call them, but it was sort of like a mohawk, and it was like plaits, and it was all down the back of his head. I remember before the game game. A plait hawk. It was called a plait hawk. A hawk. Oh, they call called ring something. And anyway, <laughs> I, I, sort of said, I sort of said to him, man, I hope I just hope you go all right today. And he hurt his knee, mate, in the first Five ten minutes, and had to sit on the sideline, and the cameras were just on him all game. It's like, oh man, that was that wouldn't be right.
0: Not quite the same as a skucky box front um, <laughs> fade or whatever it was. Uh, Radio love racing Keep your messages coming through a double eight double three. Yeah, good weekend, a uh, good trip down to the Naki. Uh Unfortunately, though, for Rotorua, another meet abandoned and. I can only imagine Bruce Sharrock and the New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing Brains Trust are absolutely seething at this. Uh it got to be better. We've got to be it's, better. It's not
1: on. It's,
0: it's, it's, it's actually disgraceful because now the problem has been identified. There's been a bunch of action points written, and there have been ways to move forward. They've put in processes, and they are still being implemented now. But a lot of the processes have been put into place. But... Either people aren't following them at the club's level, and it's human error not doing their diligence and doing their job, or the processes put in place aren't working, and I kind of tend to think it just might be the former, because I do believe that we've got to try and get this right, and I think they're on the right track at NZTR, but... If they don't have the people on the ground that can execute the job and that can understand what a safe track is days out before a race so people, stakeholders, jockeys, trainers aren't turning up on the morning of, then you need to find new people or you need to get your people down there and somebody's going to have to be going out and looking at every track every morning leading up until a Saturday or or a race meet.
1: Well, I think what people need to realise is that um, it's the people on the racetrack that are actually doing the work, not NZTR. Yeah, but eventually they're not—they're not getting it right. So what are you going to do? Well, that's the point. The point is that they need to make the changes, and they need to, there needs to be an accountability model here. Because, mm. mate, I was sitting there ready to watch the first race, and half an hour before the race kicked off, they came on the TAB and said the race has been abandoned, and I'm like, mate, that's just not good enough. Like you've got trainers. Um, jockeys travelling all around from New Zealand people travelling in, in from outside the district to go to the races and you're letting them know an hour before the races you would have known Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday or Friday that the races were, that their track wasn't good enough and what needs to happen is they need to be held accountable for that, for the, um, that decision uh, and if it's the course making the decision and NZTR helping to pay for the problem then that's a problem they need to they need to sort the, the the club out and move that forward, and then they need to they need to hold them accountable. Not, because my my question is who's paying for the trainers? Who's paying for the flights for all of the jockeys to get there? Like
0: who's picking up the tab? Well, that's right. And NZTR pick, put up a um, there is like a, a fund model that can get a little bit of costs are uh, recovered, but. At the end of the day, they're bleeding out here through. I can. I can only assume is incompetence. To be honest, Kimpy. At, at, and I. I. What I was saying, where I was going with that, was that I do think the processes that they started to put into place here, uh, at a governance level, at the New Zealand thoroughbred racing level, I think they were on the right track. I really did. And the, I remember this is after Captain Cook's stakes day. Bruce and Bernard Saundry at the time we were. Steadfast and saying it's not good enough. We're gonna change. They've put out a, a bunch of action points, and at some stage, it's being lost in translation. Your your question around accountability is a great one. How do they get it through? Do clubs need to now? Are they going to face punishments more severe if they can't get it right until they learn? But it puts a lot of pressure back onto the clubs, and you know, there's just obviously not a sophisticated enough model on the ground making sure it doesn't happen. But it is. It's really upsetting, and you know, for but everyone. This- sorry, Izzy. Sorry, is this, hu- is this human error, or is this, uh, are we, is this a weather situation that we are facing? It's horrible weather out there at the moment, and we saw on the weekend with um, the racing in New Plymouth, man, the ground was tough, and it was tough to get anywhere. So, like, accountability, I understand that, and if the track is, the rails aren't, aren't prepared properly, or the... the
1: it's uh, a people the, issue, as... Is- it's a peop- it's, it's a people it's a people issue because you would have known. See what happens when they get on track is that everyone else goes out and has a look and said there's no way in the world that we're racing here because we're going to be under a heap of heap of um, heap of pressure if a horse breaks its leg on this boggy wet track that it shouldn't be running Mm. on that you should have made a call on during the week so it's a people problem and it's how that how that people problem is is accounted for i'll tell you right now and me and bruce mate there'll be some there'll be some um uh, there'll be a time very shortly where enough is enough and people are gonna people's are gonna have to make decisions you know look at look at my district for instance we've had five races cancelled in the in the most recent times um, and it's just you know people want to see the races, eh, Louis? They want to go to the races. They want to know that they're on. You can make those decisions early in the week. The, the, see, this is the one that gets me with Rotorua. If you made the call early in the week, then you could shift the meeting.
0: And, and it has actually happened. There's a couple that have got it right during the the, the winter period already. And they have been more kind of um, alert to the fact that we have to get out there. And they, so the, that's what I mean like the start of the point we've got to the process of starting does seem to be working, but now it might be coming back to individuals and certain people at certain clubs and points around New Zealand just making mistakes, which is so costly. And I uh, oh, just, I can only imagine they're so frustrated at HQ this morning um, and actually everyone over the weekend was frustrated, even people at New Plymouth Raceway. But uh, it was it was a good day for Open Aki Cup Day. It was a beautiful day there in the Taranaki. And um, just ask me, Kimpi <sighs> wound up Winter late. racing.
1: Yeah. I thought, I thought it was a I thought it was a runner, apart from Helena Baby, um, which gave away 7Ks to our boy. I thought our boy was the runner of the race. So quite happy with where he ended up. I thought he was coming around that corner. Um, but, you know, like Alan said, you know, Weight stops anything, and it, it definitely stopped our boy. You you were down there on track; it was pretty poggy. It,
0: it was it was just a, a oh, it was a bit of a nightmare to be honest. To for to punt, I mean, there were people making money. Of course, there were. There always is somebody that's winning. But Daisy Helena Dagg. oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my no, my wife's middle name. Oh no, <laughs> and do you know what? Because I'm sure I bet you sh- you would have backed that, eh, darling? I said, no, 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 no. Just ask me. No, no, no. <laughs> and, you uh, look, credit to Mick. Remember early doors? He said, look, t- top three, top four bet. This thing's not gonna, going to know itself. But to be honest, Sam Spratt, she won three races. Very well done, Sprattie. And I don't even know if she knew her horses were going to win. You could not tell whether the horses were going to like the track. So imagine soaked in rain, then dried out, and then kind of uh, sun coming down on it, this kind of, like, gluey... Puggy heavy track, and it wasn't like they could just come in and out of it, so Darcy Labella for example, she hated it, was pulling the whole way so it's just a complicated one, hard to make a buck, yeah. but if you did, well done we certainly didn't on the good oil, but man we had a lot of fun down there, so good to be around the regions I tell you what, racing, and, and it was so cool to hear how much Z means in the Taranaki, and um, both uh, both of you lads got a lot of shout outs and oh, where's Izzy, where's Kempe, we want to see them down here so we'll have to take the show on the road around the country at some stage, 18 away from 7 Love Racing. Z, you're home for everything thoroughbred racing go catch all the replays right now it's time for you to call and take on the quiz master the is master 0800 150 811 a $50 TAB bonus bet and a trip Come on to the Goldie 500 thanks to Willamette Travel on the line talk soon when making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese tomato and aioli so we doubled it chicken and Macca's together and loving it ba da available after 10.30 a.m. for a limited time only.